Hello and welcome to Last Time On. This is the podcast for people who want to watch all of this prestige television, but who's got time for all this stuff? You know, I don't. I definitely don't. Yeah. I'm Jafar. I'm Ben. And I'm Victor. And we are talking about Stargate SG-1. We did the pilot last week, and then we rolled some mm. dice, and we are now watching Season 1, Episode 9, Thor's Hammer. Thunder and lightning effects. How worried were you guys when you heard that the next episode we are already getting to different pantheons? <laughs> <laughs> that was like, yeah. That seems to be the theme. Hercules waited four seasons to be like, <laughs> "Hey, let's do stuff other than the Greeks." Like they didn't even make it outside of a season, and it's like. Anybody know anything else about the Egyptian uh, uh, polytheistic religion? No? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> so this this show, SG-1, if I'm remembering correctly, if I'm getting my timeline straight here, this came before God of War. Yes. The video games? I, probably. No. All right. We're in yeah, 1997. Probably. This was 97. Yeah. Yeah, so God this is, this is early like N64 era. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first yeah, God of War came out in 2005. Okay. So I'm wondering if this was maybe, I don't know, maybe some little inspiration for uh, Teal Kier. He was, yeah, that's what he does. First, he did all Greek gods. And then as the time went on, didn't, I mean, I've never played an entire God of War game all the way through. But that, I, I'm pretty sure that was his thing. Like, he goes and he kills gods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because I remember some of the more recent games. He he fought Loki. I want to say in some of the games yep. I saw on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, so, I'm gonna say a little bit of the same DNA going on here. So. <laughs> yeah. I I was a bit concerned, Ben. Uh, just <laughs> noting, it's all like they've already ran out of stuff. Okay, let's go do Thor. Uh, I do appreciate. <laughs> I'm sure it was just a rights issue, but there's no like comic book Thor. Like they made a point of going very like all paintings and trying to make it look more historical stuff when they showed us all that. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into this episode, I do want to give all of our new listeners a quick recap. So last time was pretty bland. Like we talked about the episode. We made some predictions. Now we're starting to get in uncharted territory and the farther ahead we skip the more uncharted and unhinged it gets. So I'm going to introduce the three prompts we have to talk about things that have happened last time on. The first of which is the titular last time on, which is where a host will say that to talk about something that they feel has happened in a previous episode. But that can be a little boring and we like to put, keep each other on our toes. So we have a wahapahar, which <laughs> is... A, uh, for lack of a better term, offensive last time on, <laughs> where one host can force another host 
to then describe something that happened in previous episodes on the spot. And then we have a let's get weird with it, where one <laughs> of the hosts will prompt for quick, absolutely outrageous explanation for something from all of the hosts themselves included. Okay. All right. Well, with that little a bit of paperwork done we open this episode on a theory about the stargates being presented and i've just got to say i've watched two episodes of stargate and one was a pilot that started with some stargazing so i don't feel it counts i hope every episode of the show starts like this i want <laughs> i want every episode to start at the meeting table with daniel going i have a theory about the stargates <laughs> Other people uh, can open... present occasionally, but mostly <laughs> Daniel. It seems his style. We open in the uh, media Cheyenne Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and we get just, this is, as somebody who has a bachelor's of science in religious studies, this is very much the linguist, like, I got bored over a weekend and read, like, half a book about Thor. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling that if I put a gun to the writer's room head, like the heads of the writers in the writer's room and said, name four Norse gods, <laughs> they wouldn't make it out alive. <laughs> Ooh, shit. Yeah. Like they, they got Loki, Thor. They Odin. might have Loki and Odin. They're not getting yeah, that's, any that's further. It, yeah. They're not getting to Balder or Freya Tear. or anybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing everybody in that room. And if I say, tell me something about Thor other than lightning and hammers. <laughs> but I, I did appreciate Dan Jacks here being like, I don't know if they some of them pretended to be Egyptian gods. Why not others? Yeah. He's totally pulling an ancient yeah. aliens guy here. He's yeah. like, OK, guys, hear me out. Fucking Vikings in space. <laughs> ah, ah, come on, guys. Vikings in space. And like, Vikings you know. In... I thought they were extinct thousands of years ago. What year is this? It's the Viking Age. That explains the laser raptor. Fucking the I'm general. sure that was, and... that was a big part of the pitch for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jackson starts talking about how cool a dude Thor was and how he was a, a beneficial good guy deity. Yeah. Sure, is that accurate? Frost giants. Yeah. But it's yeah, also, he starts showing these paintings of Thor and Teal'c is immediately like, I recognize that hammer. And it's like, how did we get lucky enough that the three paintings he randomly picked from Encarta <laughs> just happened uh, to be, yeah. Well, it also had the same depiction of Mjolnir. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, it, it's it's another thing during the meeting that O'Neill, MacGyver O'Neill, is just rolling his eyes like Daniel Jackson saying words again. It's like him being all Fucking smart. scientists. Like, <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce things on purpose because I think that's funny. <laughs> what are all these scientist nerds doing here at my... Interspeller, interstellar wormhole generator. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking science guys. Yeah. Yeah. Teal'c is just like, oh, and also I know the Stargate coordinates for it because it's banned. So I had to memorize them to not go there on accident. Hold up. No, no, no. Just hold up. Because I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Why, why does Teal'c 
know the code to the secret forbidden place. Oh, it's because all Jaffa are forbidden from going there. So we're made to memorize it. Wow. That's a great way to keep people out. I'm just imagining if I own a fucking, I don't know, like a bank or something. And I say, no one is allowed in this vault. Understand no one under no circumstances. Now, all of you need to memorize the combination to this vault <laughs> to make sure no one goes inside this vault. Here's the combination. Yeah. The <laughs> billions of possible combinations is security <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. Although on, on the other hand, I like, I can see, Hey, you, you have to like, it's, it's a seven digit phone number. And if you put in the wrong one, you accidentally an, end up on the death planet. Maybe they're like, Hey, don't go to the death planet guys. Yeah. but it was, uh, Didn't you, Javert, uh, you did the math on how many combinations are possible with, with yes. seven. Yeah. It was a ton. It was, it was with 40 was billion. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, it's like, man, if you accidentally dial that number, you had it coming, man. <laughs> oh, right. How unlucky can you fuck? I, I will say, to shoot my own theory in the foot, if a world has a set address, regardless of where you're at, mm. then my previous theory about the Stargates, how they work, is shot. So, fuck it. Doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, well, the writers uh, aren't even completely sure of how the Stargate works, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Major General tells the crew to start digging through those totes in their basement because they're going to the Ren Fair on Viking weekend. <laughs> oh, man, I wanted to go to uh, uh, Pirate Weekend. <laughs> nope. Oh, man, Viking that is... Viking weekend for you. That is going to be... <laughs> that is going to be one of my predictions. They go to Pirate Planet. Oh, that, oh, that's total, that, that oh totally God, happens. I hope we get to that see totally pirate, pirate Planet. Um, Avast, these Stargaters. <laughs> teal, oh my God, to see Teal in a pirate hat and like an eye patch with them. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. That, please tell me what happens. <laughs> yeah, so they go through the Stargate and Teal coming. First of all, just Teal going. Bad idea. Bad idea, yeah. He goes with <laughs> his gold weapon as well, and that just seems so fucking dumb. And that is proven true in short order when the sensors immediately pub, uh, point at his nubbin shark and teleport him away uh, with MacGyver getting sucked off at the end while trying to save him. You sure you want to word it that way, Jafar? I sure do. <laughs> yeah, things... There's something rotten in planet Denmark. Uh, <laughs> and yeah as soon as like hammer statue sh start shooting beams at me i'm moving i'm i'm not right. staying this <laughs> yeah they they all just kind of freeze up and like hey what's this big blue beam you're maybe it feels here. really good <laughs> maybe we you can don't tell it doesn't <laughs> just saying oh. Don't knock it till you've tried it. And by it, I mean being scanned by Thor's hammer on an alien world. Okay. Yeah. Did you notice how all the all the natives there were freakishly eager to to see this beam thing happen? They're like <laughs> Thor, Thor, Thor. I'm guessing they've seen it this happen like on more than a few occasions, which means yeah. the Jaffa don't stay away from the forbidden planet like they should. <laughs> I did appreciate these generic fantasy Vikings standing there 
At which point we get Garwin riding up and she's like, hey, I'm I'm in charge here. Well, my husband would be, but he's gone. So I just she- I'm just telling everyone what to do anyway. It's like, why couldn't you have just made her in charge? Yeah, that was you have to that say that he's gone a Viking. Yeah, yeah. he, he that, literally says he's gone a Viking. <laughs> but that doesn't mean what you think it means. Yeah. Mm. This is progressive, but not that progressive. Yeah, that was that was strange. Was anyone else really hoping that there was just going to be like a little pile of dust where Jack and Teal were? Oh, that would have been great. Oh, that would have been interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Garwin could have fixed the plot real quick, but just a moment of panic, just they got evaporated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and when what's your name, Ga- Garwin? Gawain, whatever Garwin. name is. Garwin. Garwin. She rides up and she says, yes, yes, I, I heard there were, you had two other companions with you. Like, you heard that was 30 seconds ago. What the fuck? How did you? Did you just what? see it? Did you mean was, see? Was, yeah. That was a little a strange choice of words there. So I guess that's, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Also, she's like, I know somebody who can help, but I have to send the horse back because we only rented it for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Why the can they horse. not drive the buggy? Also, they just leave oh, the yeah, they buggy behind. They brought Fred and they just leave him. What the hell? <laughs> Hope that none of the Vikings take our supplies. That would right? be that would be a very Viking thing to do. I mean, yeah, like, it's like the Vikings most steal Viking Fred. Thing. Exactly. I want I want to see that episode. I want to see the episode where they where the Vikings kidnap Fred and they have to go rescue Vikings. <laughs> and it's oh god. They put little horns on him on the on the front. <laughs> we go over to Jack and Teal'c, who talk to Thor's voicemail message. Hello, please leave a message after the tone. Jack and Teal'c can leave, but it will kill the Gould. And this is unacceptable immediately to both of them, because last time on, we found out Teal'c only accepted a Gould because he has some life-threatening disease. He's got, like, space cancer or something, and the gold is keeping him alive. I did appreciate how long O'Neill is confused by Spirit Halloween Thor's voicemail message. (laughs) Uh, Do you clock Thor's voice? Who is Thor's voice? Thor's voice is Dan Johnson. Like, like Dr. Daniel. Like, yeah, Johnson, right? What's his name? Daniel Jackson? Jackson, Jackson, not yeah. Johnson. Thor's voice is done by Daniel Jackson. That no actor. way. It's yeah. really? Yep. Huh. Huh. Oh, well, okay. That saves on, you know, casting budget, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it, the first voiceover of the episode. <laughs> not the only. Not the only. Not the only. I was fucking shocked. Like, I was so shocked <laughs> that when we were waiting for you to get on and Vic and I were talking for a moment, it was all like, we'll talk about it when we get there yeah so we get to meet kendra as the captain and doctor see gold tech used for good yes we we learn that the tech can heal as well and then we also get a bit of backstory about her having a host being separated from that host and surviving the process and Daniel is like, that's not possible because it kills the host. 
I'm guessing that are well. Uh, so my my I'm going to go ahead and say last time on. Yeah, they tried. To, they found some infected people. They tried to remove the hosts, and everybody Kowalski, instantly right? died. Was it was yeah, it I, from the original that got infected towards the end of the pilot? Yeah, I, I noticed this episode had a very distinct lack of Kowalski. So, uh, yeah, when we get to our predictions, I'm, I'm yeah, that's poor Rip Kowalski. There's no way he survived. He's gone. <laughs> I I clearly predicted they were going to save him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I I will I will ride hard that eventually Kowalski <laughs> is going to show back up, even when it's been like. Ben, he hasn't been in the show for seven seasons. He'll be back any time now, guys. Stargate 2, Return of Kowalski. Yeah. Wrath of Kowalski. Attack of the Mecha Kowalski. Yeah, I, I don't think Kowalski's going to be your Gomez. Sorry, Ben. Oh, yeah. no. No. <laughs> well, they did mention in the pilot episode that Teal species, the Jaffa, they're, from what I understand, they're just incubators they are genetically engineered just to carry a ghoul in them but the ghoul can infect anything apparently it's yeah. just that they they specifically made teal species in order to be walking incubators i guess so and and apparently the the ghoul can jump inside your ear which i thought was really fucking weird yeah <laughs> i was not, not cool. expecting that that's <laughs> gotta be violent they are very large yeah which my my theory is last time on, uh, Kowalski had the gold in his ear and he was fighting it, and in the entire episode it was just jumping from person to person inside like the inside the Stargate facility there, and and it was a it was a game of of who is it are you really you and it was like a Mexican standoff, so they had to send they had to send Teal'c to get some help because Teal'c is the only one who couldn't have been infected because he already he already has one, so. Kowalski found out that the Goulds are very susceptible to indigestion. So they sent <laughs> Teal'c to go out and get some spicy food, and they all made them all chow down on it. And then and then whoever's got the Gould inside it pukes it up. And then Kowalski tackled it and then jumped through the Stargate by hitting random random buttons on the thing, and he's lost in fucking the universe somewhere. That's what happened. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> one less episode to watch well done all right <laughs> one thing i did notice is kendra has yeah kendra has quite a nice like felt dress for recluse living in the mountains <laughs> she is totally the the hot mysterious woman in a red dress like that is a that is a fantasy trope that i am 100 percent all about bring me more hot women and mysterious women in red dresses <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jack and Teal'c find some old bones from a human host with a gould that got eight, giving hope for an escape plan since if something got in, something can get out. That's right. And they uh they leave the corpse pond behind. Yeah, we see a guy in a suit and a ton of makeup loaf. <laughs> <laughs> That's that reptilioid suit looked awfully familiar. I swear I've seen that same thing in sci-fi somewhere before. There's a yeah. scene later where it looks like a a like proto Narn almost. Proto like, uh, yeah. But Oh, you know what it reminds me of? 
It reminds me of that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where the entire crew starts to revert to like, they start demorph, de Yeah, when Worf becomes uh, freaking on Worf. That's the one. That's what I, yeah, I think this is a reused prop that they got from the, from the set of, of Star Trek. Just <laughs> inked up a little bit. Garwin agrees to take Daniel and Sam to the mountain of Thor's hammer. And we learn Teal'c's weapon will not work, but Jack's will. Kendra talks about her life on her world before becoming a world host. And it gives Daniel a bit of hope that, you know, maybe his wife is out there and able to resist in some way. And uh, may be able to be saved. Yes. But one thing we did find out when Teal finds out his gun doesn't work, but O'Neill finds out his does. O'Neill hears something and then doesn't say anything. And it's like, you just left the corpse pond, my dude. <laughs> You're not being paranoid. Yeah, it was a very large sploosh. And I'm very surprised that Teal didn't hear it. Like, yeah, it was probably nothing. Yeah, it was just a. You know, man-sized monster splash in the water. That you should probably share that info, dude. Yeah, and that man-sized monster comes around the corner and introduces itself as Unis, the first one. And before we talk about the voice actor, which we will in a moment, <laughs> I just got to say, Stargate, Star Trek, numerous other f sources of fiction. Everyone knows Uno is one. Like, Uno is one, or some, like, very close variation of Uno is one in multiple languages, right? We get it. Milton Brandley ruined this for all of you. Just, there's a bunch of other options to choose from. You could go Eins, Um, Ichi, N, Beer. Look, there's a ton of languages with ones. Stop fucking using some variation of Uno for all of these pun names. It's dead. <laughs> it's done. Leave it be. Ichi. Oh God. I. Yeah. I. I want. I, I want to see Ichi the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so this voice, though, Darth Motherfucking Vader himself, <laughs> James Earl right. Motherfucking Jones. <laughs> this is CNN. So my surprise, like he gets three lines of dialogue, and Jack just lights his ass up. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. <laughs> Shut up, Darth Vader. I'm like, are they screaming us right now? Like, is this the Drew Barrymore? You think, like, this is a bit of apocrypha, I guess, uh, for people who weren't alive when the first Scream was released. Drew Barrymore was, like, billed as starring in Scream. You know, like, she was in some of the ads and stuff. And she's I remember in, that. She, yeah, she dies in the first two minutes of that movie. And so I'm wondering if this is, they were screaming us and this is the Drew Barrymore thing where it's all like, we got James Earl Jones just to kill his ass immediately. I was wondering if that was it too. It was like, did they, did they run out of money? Cause were they like, fuck, we can only, <laughs> we can only afford 10 seconds of James Earl Jones. Oh, well. <laughs> and yeah, just immediately... and I, I will record one lot. <laughs> okay, Mr. Jones, we'll take whatever you give us. <laughs> we'll fix also, it in post. Also, a couple of things I noticed at the, they mentioned something about how the world was named is, I, I, I might be getting confused here, but they said the world that they're on is called Samaria. Yes. Uh, like Conan. Exactly. exactly. And then on the top, I swear to God, you can go back and just pause it at the top of the Thor's hammer was the symbol was the, the twin snake symbol that James Earl Jones character had. 
Like that was his tribe symbol in Conan the Barbarian. That's I would not yeah. be surprised if these writers th- or set designers threw some some homages yeah. to Conan here. Yeah. I mean, plus the, the show that gives us a throwaway line about MacGyver to MacGyver. Yeah. They, they had to, yeah. <laughs> That, that has to be. And and at the beginning, when, what's her name? I should I should have mentioned this earlier, but, uh, oh, God. Carter? Mistress, Mistress Viking Lady, when she rides oh, up I, on the horse. I, Garwin. Garwin, yeah. First thing she says is, aren't you a little short for gods? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was straight is up. Is this because you've got someone from Star Wars, 100%? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. <laughs> so, Unis comes out, is just like, hey, Cool, a Jaffa guy. Join up with me. First, we'll kill and eat this human. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, you know, work together. And MacGyver shoots him just a mm-hmm. bunch. They're clearly like, he's dead. And then we get glowy eyes, which made me realize, Jafar, we got glowy eyes in the pilot as well. And we had glowy eyes in our last show. So we are in a glowy eyes sweet spot right here. <laughs> Uh, there's glowy eyes in Enter the Badlands. Oh, there oh, was yeah. glowy eyes in Enter the Badlands. There was, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, when when the kid bleeds, he goes full berserker mode, right? That was yeah. It. And then at the very end of the last episode, Sonny goes glowy eyes right before he dies. Is are 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 you suggesting that dark ones in Into the Badlands <laughs> are in fact gold parasites? <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just taking note of, of some crazy rap- random happenstance. The, what a crazy random happenstance. The last time on shared glowy ITV universe. Exactly. <laughs> the LTO multiverse. I like it. Yep. So they're like, oh, he's dead. They walk away. Glowy eyes. But I've got to ask, Ben, how how did Unis end up here? How long has he been here? What happened? What happened here? What the hell happened here? But I got the van. Well, I believe it is quite clear from the the most important thing about the relationship we see here. The Jaffa, mm-hmm. dressed like people, you know, in armor and combat boots. The Gauld, when they've got a host, all dressed up. Jafar. Yeah. Unis wearing a shirt? No. Vic? Mm-hmm. Unis wearing pants? No pants. That tells me he comes from a pre-pants time in their their history. <laughs> so we know that by the time they were hitting up Egypt, you know, 6,000 years ago, dressed up wearing pants, depicted as such. So I'm <laughs> saying it's got to be at least 10,000 years he's been here. Because he comes from a pre-pants point in their development. <laughs> Donald Duck never wore pants. Yeah. So Jack and Tal- Teal'c are walking away, and they're just like, we're like 85% sure he's dead, right? Like 85 seems like a good number to choose. Yeah. Like, it's not 100. And it's not, mm. not yeah, we'll go with 85, yeah. I, I like they both start off like, well, I mean, it's good that that guy's dead, right? Yeah, he's totally dead. Probably. Like. I really, think. right? And like, as the conversation mm. goes on, they are less and less sure that he is dead. <laughs> that was nice, yeah. After a quick qu- cut to show Gerwin, Dan, and Sam on the way, we see 
Unas picking bullets out of its own flesh and screaming loud for our heroes in the labyrinth to hear. Right. And, and I quote, <laughs> that's no myth. <laughs> There's no way they did not lift that from Star Wars. They were not. Yeah. That's no moon. That's no myth. That had, had to be. Now, one thing I, I do appreciate as shown here in this episode it does seem to be an actual labyrinth and not a maze. And I was appreciative of that. Ah, man of culture. I see you know the difference between a labyrinth and a maze. Yep. A labyrinth is just one long, very intricate hallway. Mm -hmm. Whereas a maze, you get left, rights, and turnabouts. And so we never have a depiction of, of O'Neill and Teal'c being like, do you want to go left? Do you want to go right? You know, marking out off failed paths. I appreciated that. Sam thinks they're lost as Unis pops out and offers to help them escape. Bye. Anyway, I started blasting. Bah, wow. bah. Right. <laughs> the bullets are not as effective this time. No, he's becoming immune to bullets. He's, he's <laughs> borging the bullets. <laughs> he is 50 centing. The more bullets you put in him, That's... the more immune to them he is. <laughs> nice. It, it's, it's, his body's building up an immunity. It's a vaccination. Just, yeah. Shoot That's... me a little bit. <laughs> we'll practice Desolator, Ben. Garen, Dan, and Sam reach the oh, exit. Oh, no, this of is, Thor they, they left Garen. This is Kendra. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kendra. Kendra. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kendra. My, I, I just fucked up my yeah. notes a whole bunch. Garen was like barely in this episode, but it was mm -hmm. kind of nice to be like, hey, we got three speaking female characters in this 90s adventure show. And they don't talk about boys at all. Yeah, it's true. Oh, the actress who played Garwin. Gar Gar I'm going to mess this up. Yep, that so was much. it. Uh, she was also on MacGyver. Oh, oh fun. I, I know I know at least one episode. I'm not sure if she was a reoccurring character in forever. Accidentally. And I tried not to, but I did anyway. <laughs> Check out. <laughs> and yeah, she was a she was a MacGyver alum. All right. Kendra, Dan, and Sam reach the exit of Thor's hammer with Jack and Teal'c finding the exit on the inside. Uh, Jack walks through fine as Teal'c gets caught in a red beam of ghouled killing. Yep. Uh, Jack pushes him back through to prevent his uh, Jaffa slash gold. I'm not sure if the they, if he he's a Jaffa. Is the thing in him still He's a, a Jaffa. The worm's yeah. a gold. Yeah, okay. the, the Jaffa are the race that genetically engineered to be walking incubators at least that's what i'm gathering so far i'm okay i'm might be wrong about that but uh well also interesting any, any either you guys ever been to, to to the uk to yeah yes to london yeah you ever had jaffa cakes no no they're, they're a snack i a long time ago i had some pen pals in uh essex somewhere guys was a long time ago we used to send each other snacks and stuff that's and fun. they used to send me Jaffa cakes. They're these delicious little pastries that come in a package. They're almost like Twinkies, except they're covered in chocolate and have orange cream in the middle. Delicious. I need Jaffa I cakes. Need one of these. <laughs> ben, I bet you you can get these right by you. Oh, probably. There is a TikTok famous international candy store that is not really? far from your abode. Oh, in Detroit? Yeah nice uh <laughs> i i will go there occasionally on my way to, when i'm visiting ben at his house and pick up weird flavors of potato chips and kit kats that are like 
ridiculous. Oh, I love there was an Asian supermarket by my old house in Austin that had the weird Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. So many different weird Kit Kat flavors. I, I God, love that. All, give me all I have no Kit idea Kats. what this place is that you visit on your way to see me. <laughs> I have talked to your wife about it. <laughs> Secrets. Collusion. They they opened like maybe a month after I moved out of our old neighborhood. Oh. I'm I, I don't want to say anything else on air lest I accidentally dox you. <laughs> well, if everything goes right, I'll be selling this house. But as yeah. of right now, nobody wants to buy it. Uh, for for the final episode of this podcast, I, I think we should we should each eat some Jaffa cakes on air and, <laughs> and do a little, okay little review. That. Yeah, we'll see. If we <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll see about tracking some of those. <laughs> Amazon is really good for international candies. So getting back to our episode, why? Um, no, you don't keep us on task, Ben. <laughs> Let's talk about candy now. <laughs> this is a candy podcast. We've transitioned. It's done. <laughs> Last time on, we stopped talking about no, Star no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, uh, really, though, where are we at? I lost. Okay, yeah, what happened? So, uh, <laughs> Unis has tracked them down, and they start their fight scene. We've got Teal and O'Neill are just like, okay, we're gonna, we know exactly what we're going to do, right? Shoot him a whole bunch and then push him into the laser wall. <laughs> but unfortunately for Teal, after all, <laughs> he's also in the laser wall. <laughs> <laughs> And things aren't looking good. Nicely done. Also, when we cut back to Dan, Jax, Carter, and Kendra, they they like know there's a door here, but there is no way to actually open it. Which makes me wonder: Do the like, is there a handle on the other side that's just it's not off? So I'm going to ask you guys: What happened her? Why do we wait. have a door with no handle? They they went through a door. They went. Remember, they're even going through. They go through a door, but that they can't open until Kendra knows a chant. Oh, that's that's right. That's because you're not supposed to go that way. It's an exit only, Ben. It because that's the same door that we saw the captain open, or not not the captain. He's a different rank. Jack opened it when he had gotten through the beam. It's that same. That's the same door he had just like casually pushed open without needing to know anything. So he, she, it only mattered that they had the code to get into it because it is an out outside only. That that it, why? Uh, it's like a beehole, Ben. It's designed to work one way, but if you know the right things to say, I guess because if there's a monster, if there's a ghoul trapped in there, you don't want them. Well, well it doesn't make sense because if they got past the red beam, they could just push it open. Yeah, you don't want some wandering villagers. That's what it yeah. is. You don't want some wandering villagers to accidentally open it up. Yeah, and then get trapped in there with the Thor's hammer and the Unis and everything. And also, it's a labyrinth, not a maze. So they're going to have a right. very long walk to get through that thing. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's what it is. Okay, here, here's what happened. Here, eventually, what had happened with this labyrinth being in there for so long, Thor got tired of keeping up with the maintenance of it. So he hired some, 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 some goons, some Viking goons to do the maintenance on the labyrinth. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, as you said, there's only one way. So it's a long way in or out. So anytime they needed a snack, they had to go all the way through the entire labyrinth to go run to the corner store Viking place to grab some snacks. Seven and 11. 
<laughs> we can wrap it up. That's a podcast. That's I had that's better than anything I've got. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So they needed the DoorDash to be able to get to the door, but they couldn't put a lock on it. So they said in the instructions, sing this little song to open the door. Yeah. Because that totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I do appreciate so they, they killed Unas for the third time this episode. Probably. O'Neill has saved Teal'c from a laser. Uh so I, I, I think that like they've got a real bro bond building that I'm I'm really gonna enjoy watching. Yeah. But uh Teal'c is family every- and he's here right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, hey, we've got this miraculous thing that somebody way more advanced than us made. That can save your wife, my adopted you know, son, adopted Surrogate son. son. Yeah. But hey, there's this guy right here who we've known for about three weeks. Yeah, eight, eight episodes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so two months. We've got that. Hey, we we work a job, instant camaraderie thing going on. It's called He's trauma. Saying, hey, I'll I'll stay here. You know, yeah. you guys go. And it's, you know, they never go, okay, so we know where this place is. We know how to get in. Here's some food. Here's a porta potty. (laughs) Like, here's a little bedroll. We're going to come back with a jackhammer and go, like, through the wall. (laughs) Oh, no shit. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) They just immediately go to, hey, we're going to destroy this thing that can save your wife. And Dan, you've got to do it. I thought you're committed to the cause. That was extremely (laughs) fucked up that that he made Daniel Jackson blow up the thing that could save his wife. Yeah. They made him do it. You know, not Carter. You know, he didn't do it. uh, Or fucking O'Neill couldn't do it himself. Like, nope, I'm going to make you do it. Damn, that is savage. I'm going to do it to give you, like, the cognitive deniability of, hey, I, you know, Okay, my wife is dead. Stuff stuff has happened in season four. I could have saved her if we had that hammer, but O'Neill blew it up. You know, it's yes. no, I blew it up. It's, it's 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 all me. <laughs> they leave, and then we see this Hello from Earth goodie box that got introduced at the beginning of the episode that they deliver to to the people before they leave, saying, Hey, we're Earth, even though you guys are also human and we all speak the same language. Here's an introduction mm-hmm. to us. Hopefully you guys can read. Uh, <laughs> we didn't. And then shopping. I like they, they leave in front of the same extras as the f- beginning of the episode. So it's clearly like they shot this at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure those are the same extras from the pilot. We saw that they all rescued as well. Career X. <laughs> that would be so funny. I, I would actually like love to do a show that as a meta joke, it's like we've got the same 20 extras and they just work <laughs> on the whole show. That would be awesome. Here's a question for you guys. Do we right. do you think that Thor and the all the Asgardians, like was that really them? Like like I know it was just recording, but is that what they actually look like? Because I have a theory that in this in this fictional universe that Stargate SG-1 is is in, it's one of those where every alien looks exactly like humans. It's one of those shows. Oh, for sure. 
there's going to be a ton of human and human-esque races. I think I think the big twist... Actually, you know what? I'll save it for my primetime prediction. We may not even find this okay. out in this show. I would, right. I would argue <laughs> that we probably don't find it out in this show. Uh, but I, I also think... We're not going to run into a situation where where they find the Asgardians, but like they're wearing like Starfleet outfits or like we're aliens and stuff. Like we're we're space explorers. It's like yeah. no, we look like exactly what you would we're imagine exactly if you humans. if you got a Thor's costume from uh, Spirit Halloween. Fashion Halloween. has okay. not changed for us for a thousand for a thousand years. years. <laughs> <laughs> no new fashion trends. Mm-hmm. Same <laughs> pants. <laughs> Hey, it was a breakthrough we made 10,000 years ago. We're still getting used to it. Poor Unus. He never learned the miracle of pants. All right. He died as he lived. With no pants. <laughs> nope. Donald Duck in it. <laughs> All right. All of that said, it's time to roll some dice and then make some predictions. Oh, but wait. But wait, but wait. One more thing as as it ends when the when Daniel Jackson, when he when he gives gives them the, the little spirit box the, the gift box yeah and then kendra also gives him a rune with an yes. f on it <laughs> like here's your f rune <laughs> like, i don't know do comments. we yeah <laughs> do do we think that's a thing or is that just a throwaway moment i have a feeling that there is going to be eventually a place with like trophies from all of their adventures so they are they are collecting their captain's trinkets yeah. oh, i'm gonna spend eternity alone with barely any swag yeah. okay i like that uh, that's that that was how the movie ended as well uh, daniel jackson handed over the uh the raw symbol back to o'neill like yeah i give this back catherine her name was so it's like yeah every every adventure they have they steal some um <laughs> some souvenirs <laughs> wait we never we didn't get anything profound on this one Punch that guy. Take his wallet. <laughs> Wait, is Stargate just imperialism the entire time? Yes, it is. <laughs> That's what this is. All right. Well, all that said, it's time to roll some dice and make some predictions. Here we go. Roll 46 and 1d4 in my hand. And we're going to hit this. <laughs> That is a 20, gentlemen. Natural 20. All right, so what is season two, episode what? Nine. Season two, episode nine. We're watching Secrets. 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 Mm. <laughs> you have to whisper secrets when you say it. Otherwise, it's not a secret. Secret. Dr. Ja- Daniel Jackson and Teal'c travel back to Abydos because it has been a year since Daniel left to fulfill a promise he made to Shauri's father, Kasuf. That's the nice one. This is going to be, this is going to be big. Sounds like it's going to be big. It says, yeah, that was mentioned in the very first uh, pilot episode. Yeah. Which is, that's the preview that we get on Amazon prime on mobile, but the preview that we get on Amazon prime on their website is different. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Here it says, in much more spoilerific fashion, Daniel Jackson finds out that his wife is pregnant with Apophos' child, just as O'Neill learns that a reporter is poised to reveal the top secret Stargate SG-1 project. What the mother of what? 
<laughs> some episodes, y'all. Holy crap. This has gone full, like, days of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we've got two different previews, but we do. Wasn't this a problem on, on uh, Who Are You? Yes. Yeah, it was it some yes. of the previews weren't. I watch on Vudu and Laura watches on iTunes. And at a certain point, I think it was the Vudu ones had skipped ahead an episode or like half <laughs> of an episode. It was bizarre. Well, ooh, yeah, I'm wondering because in some in some mediums here, the episodes are a little off because the first pilot episode was a two parter. And hmm. I think IMDb counts those as two separate episodes. Hmm. But I remember wow. looking at some other sources. So I don't know. Well, we'll be in for a surprise either way. So, All right. Now it's time for our predictions. So Lincoln, what are you doing up there? Guessing. I guess no one's coming. I have seen into the future. You ruined the prophecy. Okay. All right. So now we're going to make some predictions. These are going to go up on a poll in Dominion Media TV Research Lab for you to vote on how accurate we may or may not be. If you are listening to this now, this poll has already happened. We are two weeks ahead <laughs> because we record and release and edit in a timely manner. So, well, well I'm going to say, hey, if you go back and vote and the things shift, we might go back and recalculate before the season finale because that's when everything actually has to be. Okay. And, and I'm for that, to, that. Settle, to settle any possible disputes, I have a good friend of mine, Angela. Uh, I'm going to give her a, a shout out. She is the biggest Stargate nerd I have ever met, possibly in the world. She she has, owns every single Stargate SG-1 episode and movie on Blu-ray and has seen every episode and movie multiple times. So uh, she here from here on out i'm going to refer to her as angela the gatekeeper okay mm -hmm. uh she does she even she i believe she's even gone to some auctions and actually purchased some used props that were from the show so I she does cosplay that last time. yeah that's Did I, I might have yeah so yeah i i also sent her our predictions from the last episode email that and it's anonymous i, I didn't say whose predictions or what so she replied and so yeah settling any disputes i'm going to go to her Angela, the gatekeeper, biggest Stargate nerd the, in the world. The tiebreaker. Thank you very I'm much. I'm good for that. Ju <laughs> yeah. Judge Angela. <laughs> We're going to make three predictions, daytime, evening, and primetime. They are of varying severity and weight. So the daytime should be the easiest prediction. The primetime should be the most outlandish prediction. The primetime is worth more than the evening. The evening is worth more than the daytime for when you are reviewing our predictions and do the votings. Normally, daytime is worth one point, evening two, and primetime three. So go ahead and vote on DMT Research Lab on who got the most right. We will review that at the end of the season to determine our winner on who got the most right overall. I do like that, Ben, running tally. But we will also talk about who won the poll currently, which was as of two weeks ago when you're listening to this, give or take a handful of days. So if it has changed, We've noticed, probably, <laughs> maybe, but it was accurate at time of recording. All right. All of that said, three predictions. I will volunteer for tribute and go first, so that way I can talk <laughs> just a little bit more and then stop for a couple of minutes. My daytime <laughs> prediction. I wanted to make all predictions that were planet of the blank, 
<laughs> on, on places we were going, but a conversation at the very end had me cross out my last one. I will save it for another day because I want to get my last one out there. All right. So my first prediction, daytime, planet of the Greeks. We are going to a Greek-themed planet with Greek-themed gods. Absolutely. Get yourself a Euro slash Donner slash Kebab, whatever they call it in your specific area. That's where we're going. Now, my evening prediction, planet of the Bhagavad Vita, which is the, the Hindu what? gods. Oh. oh, okay. So that one, I feel like maybe not because a writer's room might not have cursory knowledge outside of Vishnu, but we'll <laughs> see how it goes. And then my prime time prediction, this is the big one. I don't, I'm not even sure this is going to be revealed in Stargate SG-1. This might be revealed in a separate Stargate show. Humanity built the Stargates. I'm calling it I now. I thought that was already established. No, they don't know who no. built the Stargates. Oh, that's right. Well, okay, <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because the... Yeah, because the original on Planet Abydos, they were they were the slave labor. The, those people were enslaved just to mine the mineral. That's what it yeah. was to build the start. And so okay. my my prediction to clarify a bit, because it is a primetime prediction, so we like to be a little bit more clear about what we're actually saying. Humanity is the progenitor race that seeded humanity across the galaxy and either lost its knowledge of that or there was a big war. And it was just long forgotten forever ago that humanity built these stargates and spread themselves across the galaxy rather than any of the other races that are running around doing these things. So you're saying humans are the first ones yes. in this universe. Interesting. Okay, that's a okay. bold prediction there. Maybe not the like the first first ones, but definitely the progenitors of themselves across the galaxy and the builders of the stargates. Well, here's a question for you. Do you think that humans began on Earth or did we come for in? in oh, no, this is total Battlestar Galactica. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So they came from a different part of the galaxy or maybe another galaxy. Yeah. Who knows? And spread, spread their sperm all over. The I'm not confident in making a prediction about where humanity started at this time. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe next episode. But not Earth. But not Earth is what you're saying. I don't believe it's Earth, no. Okay. I like that. I like that. This is a good prediction. All right. Okay, here we go. All right. So the first prediction is the daytime prediction, correct? Yep. Correct. And that's the one that should be gimme. not too Pretty far easy. Out yeah. Okay. All right. Here, here's, here it is. In the original Stargate movie, Colonel O'Neill had a wife that was shown for all of 15 seconds and never heard from again. My prediction is... SG one continues that tradition. She's we never hear she is. I think the the trope term is she's put in the fridge. Yeah, like we never hear from O'Neill's wife ever again. Yeah, like it sounds like they plausible. Just, they erase her out of existence, and I feel like that's something the showrunners would want to do, so that could open up possibilities for in episodes having a romance subplot somewhere down the line. Yeah. So yeah, shows like definitely. That, so. She's forgotten. I think I could probably look up her name later, but I don't even know if she had. No, she did have a name. She did have a name. I don't remember it, though. But yeah, she's gone. Second prediction. We get a Groundhog Day style episode. All right. <laughs> There's going to be an episode where it's probably my money would be on either Daniel Jackson or Carter. One of them steps through the Stargate 
go through the whole day, some shit goes down, a bomb goes off, something happens, the entire facility and the team gets wiped out, and then they wake up, stepping through the Stargate again. Some kind of weird space anomaly happens, and they keep reliving the same day over and over, Groundhog Day style. There's no way they're not doing a Groundhog Day episode. They have to. <laughs> Fun. And for my final prediction, my big prediction, here's what's going to happen. So they mentioned that Teal'c, he cannot survive without the Gua'uld. Like, once the Gua'uld leaves his body, he's dead in, like, a matter of hours or days or something. So I'm thinking there's going to be an episode where someone, either the Gua'uld, like, jumps out on its own and tries to escape. <laughs> or or maybe there's a group of Jaffa or someone who come in and they they steal it from him and they try to run off with it, take it hostage. So the entire episode is revolved around the SG one team trying to track down and, and get get his and get his slug back before before Teal dies. And they've got him in the in sick bay hooked up to machines trying to keep him alive as long as possible. And it's like a race against the clock. Go with the Gould slug back. But yeah, that's my, that's my prime time prediction. That's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My daytime, we never see Thor's hammer again. No <laughs> Thor's hammer. <laughs> yeah. Now, to be clear, because we've done these in the past, when you say we never see, do you mean it's never in the show overall or specifically us and our random viewing nature will not see Thor's hammer? Both. Uh, <laughs> cool. I don't think this ever like comes it. back. Cool. I like it. My evening prediction: Teal gets rid of his be belly worm. Yeah. Uh, okay. At one point, they figure out a way to get rid of it. It might happen after your heist episode, though. <laughs> <laughs> and my prime time prediction is: they frustratingly never start carrying plasma weapons, even though Teal has his staff, and O'Neill brought one back. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to say they just keep using guns the whole rest of the show. Like, there might be one-offs and stuff, but, like, their to-go mission pack is always going to be some kind of combustion-based bullets. Even though, at this point, you know, we saw they killed a dozen or so staff guards in the pilot. They they have enough staves for them to just have the, the big energy gun. Yeah. Never, ever use them. There's six of those, theoretically. At headquarters, yeah. hanging out. So, mm -hmm. so, so, okay. Do you mean like ever at all? Like they never use them regularly, or they just yeah? Like, it's never part using... of their. It's never part of their mission kit. Okay. Okay, so they never use alien, alien weapons, alien technology weapons. Yeah, alien tech based weapons. Here we go. As part of their. Every day, like it. they don't get cool new guns that shoot energy blasts. Okay, like, so haha, they just our best scientists. Yeah, that makes sense because I mean, hell, we just in this episode just here, we we saw that uh, that the Jaffa sticks are are no good in certain situations. They can be disabled, mm. whereas you know, a fucking shotgun works fine no matter where you go. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think they might have been better off fighting Unis if they had the big plasma guns. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean. The, there was a dampening field that that shut yeah. down the plasma guns. In so if they could have episode, taken that out. Yeah. Oh, I, you're I, saying I, he couldn't have? He probably yeah, that would have stopped him from regenerating. I don't know, maybe. Okay, I don't know. I'm I'm digging. It's this. a bigger bang, is is all I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking XCOM, where it's like you go from ballistics to lasers to plasma guns. Like 
They are never working up the tech tree. It is all just okay. bullets. They never upgrade the tech tree. <laughs> all right. All right. So last time on, last time on, we made some predictions back then too, and we have uh, since sent them down to the research lab for verification. So I have the results right here. Let me just open up my envelope. Let's see here. What was that? That was a bag of doggy treats. Did that sound? <laughs> it was very loud. Very. Oh, yes. <laughs> Remember, we can add in sound effects in post. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> Doing my own Foley work here. <laughs> it's encouraged. Let me, uh, let me just... Uh, All right. I have the results here from the lab of the poll. We actually have, oh, this is impressive, 75 total votes on our, wow. on yeah, on last episode. So here we are. Who had more gates are discovered on Earth? I believe that was, that was Ben. Me. That was Ben. All right. With 26 of the total votes, you are correct, sir. More gates are discovered on Earth. All right. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Which one was that? Was that a... Daytime, evening, or... Oh, uh, I can pull it up. That was prime time. Prime time. Prime time. All right, three points points to Ben. (laughs) So that means this next one was yours, wasn't it? Uh, I believe Skara is not saved before the end of season one. Yes. Yes. With 29 votes, you are also correct. (laughs) Nice. And finally... Your third prediction, this would have been your morning prediction? My daytime. Daytime prediction, yeah. Kowalski is saved during season one? Zero votes. Rick oh, Kowalski. no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Kowalski. That's, a, that's a definitive no on that one. <laughs> Rip Kowalski. <laughs> Brutal. He's not going to be... I was hoping he was going to be my Gomez. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not looking good for Kowalski. Between that and the definitive lack of Kowalski in this episode we just saw, or even any mention of him at all. Yeah, he's, nope. he's gone. All right. Rip Kowalski. All right, so next three. This one is actually going to be mine. Daniel Jackson's biological parents are found, and they're aliens or something equally weird. This one actually got three votes <laughs> for yes. However, I believe there are some of the some of the residents in the research lab just see a button and they click on it. And we're so outliers. <laughs> I, I don't, so, th- I don't yeah. think three gets us over the threshold. Yeah, I, I sent this one over to Angela, the gatekeeper, for confirmation. Let's see, her response was, see below, loading. Nope. There's one word. Nope. <laughs> I was for sure that one, man. I was for sure. Like, there's no fucking way. I was for sure Daniel Jackson was half alien. Oh, well. My next prediction, the SG-1 team rescues a cat. I believe I might have worded this one a little incorrectly uh, because this one got nine votes. I sent this over to Angela, the gatekeeper, as well. She says, no, however, NSG1 or uh, Sam, uh, Sam owns a, owns a cat and it's involved in a couple of episodes. So I'm well, going to She can't say, give us spoilers. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's not really a spoiler, is Next it? Next prediction, just, Sam gets, gets a cat. <laughs> yeah, okay, the cat becomes a, the cat becomes a more important reoccurring character <laughs> than Kowalski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, savage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my prediction was specifically that the cat was going to be like an elder god of a village or something. So <laughs> I'm going to say no for that one. 
And finally, my third prediction was the iris gets blown off during an attack. She confirmed that it is destroyed. Yes, not blown off. But that eh. I'm I'm taking the points for that one. It's because I, I specifically said it's either going to get blown off like a hubcap or it's going to explode like shrapnel. Either way, it's getting either destroyed. It's destroyed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that uh, that brings us to that must be process of elimination. That means Jaffer, you're up next. Yep. All right. Let's see your first prediction. O'Neill turns down a promotion. Turns out he tries to, but he takes it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to. Yeah, I don't nope. know. I'm, I didn't. Nope. I didn't ask. I didn't ask <laughs> nope. for clarification on that one. Okay. Apparently, he takes it anyway. So yeah. Okay. Now this next one's going to be a little interesting because your prediction was Skara and Cherie never get rescued. They can't be saved. Right. Yes. So they never get saved. One of them does. One of them does not. <laughs> and because of the way this is worded, I'm not sure which one is which either, because I said, I said, I, I said, I said or and not and. Yeah. Skara and Sheree never get rescued. She said, Skara, yes, Sheree, no. I don't know if that means, yes, they got rescued or yes, you're right. They never get rescued. <laughs> It is so, is one of I'm each. still confused. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask for clarification on which one is which. So I, I say I say you should get half half credit for that one. I, so that would be one I point for you. The way <laughs> logic dictates these things work is and means both, or means just one of them. And I did say mm. or. Or Scara or Sheree never get rescued. Yeah. Uh Okay, I, I put I put the and symbol on there. <laughs> okay, on my prediction, no worries. So. And finally, coming to our final prediction for the evening, uh, SG two is the focus of at least one episode. You're correct. Sir. Ah, there is an SG two focus episode. Give me that lower <laughs> deck. Lower deck. Lower decks. Uh, so I don't know who's on the SG two team, but it's definitely not Kowalski. All right. Hmm. Okay. So what's that? See, so that's what, like one point for me, four points for, and what are, what are we at here? I got four. And then I think Ben, you got, did you get, you got a bunch of points, Ben. Yeah. He got two, two of his predictions were correct. His prime time was correct. And I think his evening was correct. Uh, yeah. So I got five, five points. points. Nice. Okay. Nicely done. And I have, I have one. <laughs> Okay. Well, we'll keep that running tally going and we'll find out how we did this week, next week. But <laughs> before we get to next week, we have to say some thank yous. Thank you, Ripe, for your bomb ass song, Goon Squad, that we get to use as our theme. Uh, it's still, I say this every time, it doesn't feel real. Very excited to have that on the show. Go listen to more of their music on any streaming service that you frequent. They're everywhere. Thank you, and, and thank you to Annette Lucina for your picture of a TV that you've used under Creative Commons that we have used as the basis for our artwork. Thanks for making free art so we can make free art. Thanks, everyone and, in the DMT Research Labs for going and voting on the polls which I will not read the comments on, but I am joining Research Lab now, so you can tag me and know that I'm ignoring it. 
And we will see you next time on Last Time On. Oh, I'm gonna show you how.